Welcome to Basketball is Religion. I'm your host, Big Matt, joined by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? Good, man. It's rainy. So for those of you who don't know, my, my work is heavily related to water damage. So um, it it could be a good weekend for work for me. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Nothing crazy is coming yet, but we got a week of rain, um, a week of rain coming. So I'm good. I'm good here. How about yourself? I'm doing well, doing well. The Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. Fourth time in five years. I'm psyched. One of my three teams, other than the Lakers and the Dodgers, they're on the run. If they win uh, next Sunday, which we'll talk about more probably next Friday, um, they think they're going to be a dynasty. So I'm happy about that. Happy the Chiefs can go on. Um, how, how have you done in bets lately? I'm, I'm up like 50 for the week. Where I've been hitting has been... Um player prop bets again i watched this girl on nba tv called nba bet and she hasn't strayed me wrong i didn't watch the show yesterday i went off on my own and i lost so i gotta make sure i watch today and and see what she says but um <clears throat> i've been okay dude i i we could have won big yesterday uh for those of you who don't know uh big matt and our, our other uh friend raul were like just take the Lakers money line, you know, and I believe fifty paid out three ninety five, um, yep. and, and I just didn't do it. Part of me thought, like, you know, it could happen. Sometimes the Laker players just play well; um, they have something to prove. But I just didn't make the bet. And for those of you who saw the game, the Lakers did end up winning, so kind of feel bad about that. It's okay. I mean, it was a shot in the dark. We're going at plus seven fifty, so again, the odds are not great, but. As you said, the Laker role players kind of stepped up, especially Austin Reeves. Scored a career-high 32 points, so shout out to Austin Reeves. So let's start there. Let's backtrack a little bit. The Lakers had a really weird week. Last Saturday, they had a double overtime thriller against the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson turned back the clock and hit a bunch of clutch threes. But the Lakers actually won by one point. Then they lost two lifeless games against the Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks, followed by the win last night against arguably the best team in basketball in the Boston in the Celtics in Boston without LeBron and Anthony Davis. Before we get to the main thing we want to discuss today, did you catch the games this week? Um, and what were your thoughts? I, I did. I did. I caught a lot of them. Um, disappointment, but expected disappointment as, you know, even even. Even and I mean we gotta talk about the hourglass hourglass LeBron posted, but to me I just think it's done, man. I think the season's done. I think we need to move on. I think the Lakers need to move on. Um, Does, when, yeah, well, that, that... Well, okay, okay. Here it goes. Warriors game, super psyched. Oh my god, we can do this. We just played great and we bought it out. Next two games, trash. Not just horrible. Yesterday. Okay. Wait a minute. Is it is it the coach? Cause we got the talent, or or is it is it just the end of LeBron and AD? I mean, both can opt out next year. Is that what the hourglass was about? Like, is is that it? And if so, let's you know. Let's it, we'll get to the hourglass in a second. But that that game last Saturday was crazy with, with LeBron and stuff. Steph. Steph 
you know, hitting actually clutch clutch shots and then Clay actually making some good three pointers. He didn't shoot well for the game, but that last I mean, for for me, I was trying to watch two things at once with the Royal Rumble and um, that game going on, so my brain was kind of fried. But yeah, that was a crazy game. Those lo- those following middle games of back to back was just trash. It was it's just crazy how up they can get for like these higher games, but then you know the, these kind of middle games when they kind of need it, they were, they just didn't show up. It, w- it was just a weird week. Let- yesterday's game was was like D'Angelo Russell. We got the full gambit of D'Angelo Russell. The really great passes, the poor interior shooting, but the great three point shooting. And then it, with a weird defense, some weird decisions. So yeah, get full gamut to D'Angelo Russell. Um, Austin Reeves, like I said, 32 points. He was hitting like 30-foot threes. It was absolutely insane. Jackson Hayes actually showed up. Unlike those two games previously, he showed up, had a double-double, which I never expected. I, I, I don't have any faith in Jackson Hayes, but I don't know. With, with the Lakers, it's like he, you get your hopes up with those big wins, and then they let you down <laughs> with those really bad losses. But then they get you up with like a win from yesterday. Like, oh, look at what they can do against the best team, quote-unquote, best team in the league in the Celtics. And, you know, th- that's how good potentially the, the role players can be. You just plug those two guys in, maybe they make a run. But, again, I don't think you're swayed by that, Gons. Uh, you, you've been pretty consistent uh, throughout, throughout the season. The Lakers just aren't, aren't put together this year. Um, but let's get to that, that, that emoji that uh, LeBron tweeted. After the Lakers were blown up by the Hawks on Tuesday, in the middle of the night, LeBron tweeted an hourglass emoji and people started freaking out about what it means. I have some theories, but what is the Gons' main theory about on why he tweeted that? All right. So theory one, he's done. It's over. My time in L.A., it's a wrap. We're not winning. They're not getting rid of the coach. It's not working out. I'm going to finish this off. I'm opting out next season, and I'm going to go play with my son. Um which also could coincide with Anthony Davis, who's also part of Clutch Sports being done, right? It's just like, this is it. This was our time with Clutch. They're out of here. <clears throat> They're moving on. <clears throat> Second one <clears throat> is you guys better make a hell of a trade because time is running out and and you better pull a Hail Mary out. And this is the same pressure he's put on teams his whole career. He did this on the Cavs. You know, he's doing it on the Lakers. It's 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 a same pattern. So he's just trying to say get better or I'm out essentially. Um, so he's just putting. It's either one, he's done, or two, he's putting a lot of pressure on the franchise. But with 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 Cleveland, it was a money thing, right? Because um, I'm trying to think of their owner. Who's their owner that he oh, yeah, had? Dan, Dan Gilbert is it? Dan owner. Gilbert was cheap in certain ways, and it's that's not the case for the Lakers. So. Like his beef's really not with Genie or ownership. It's essentially, I guess, with Rob to 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 put a better squad around him. But you saw the squad is phenomenal. This is like this is like when I play in my adult league and I play with Tam. And when Tam plays, dude, like seriously, I get like four points, couple rebounds, good exercise. When Tam does not play, I get like twenty two points. And the same thing happens at the professional level when you have LeBron and AD. These guys just take a step back, and I think it, they really can't develop. And when then they go to another team, they do start to develop. So I'm kind of excited for the future. I don't think we should trade our young guys, and I'm at the point now where we should start to – we don't even need to rebuild. We have good pieces. 
but maybe move some of the older guys out and you know get some younger talent. I'm okay with that, but that's what I think. There was a report by this guy named Dave Pingalore from KTL, KTLA, which is a local radio station here in Los Angeles. He tweeted out, and he's been right about the Kawhi thing, about LeBron going to Miami. So he has a track record of being correct about you know his his sources in NBA circles. He uh, he tweeted 17 hours ago. Hearing from NBA peeps, King James is the top of the Lakers list to trade the 39-year-old. Palinka is looking for the right team to dance with and is close to a suitor. LBJ and AD both out uh, with to a suitor. LBJ and AD both out tonight. Mentioning that they're both out against the Celtics tonight. So hearing that, and with this guy's somewhat good track record, do you think the Lakers are maybe even looking to trade LeBron James? And maybe that's why he tweeted that out. Like they made LeBron aware that hey, this might be it for you. You might get traded. That's why you better catch me um, in these next couple games because I'm going to be traded before next Thursday. I, look. I thought he may play the rest of the season, but that's what I was insinuating. Is that these two guys, our time with our time with Clutch is done. I don't know if D'Angelo's the guy I want to build around. Um, but Austin Reed might be a guy we could build around. I don't know that he could put up that performance every time. But then now you have a Jackson Hayes playing like that. It's not playing like that with AD and LeBron. Who Hachimura is good for Hachimura is a solid number two. Dude, you know what we have? We have a bunch of number like two, three. Two, three. Like the number twos. Like I think Rui could be a number two. I think Reeves could be a number two. I think D'Angelo could be a number two scorer. Um, you know, and then I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look at uh where is um Christian Woods stats from yesterday. Oh, he was kind he of He couldn't guy. shoot at all yesterday. Like he has like at least three, four open shots that just weren't going in. If you look at those stats. Yeah. So it looks like Austin Reeves, Jackson Hayes, Vanderbilt, Torian Prince is all right. Role player, Vanderbilt, role player. See, that's um, the thing with Torian Prince. Uh, he's a great, he's not a great player. He's a really good player, but they're playing him 30 plus minutes. Torian Prince is a 20, 25 minute a night guy, but they're playing him like he's the best perimeter defender in, in in on the team, so that's why with with Ham, I've been kind of back and forth as far as Matt. He should you know stay. what's funny, but you know yeah. what's funny about that? What this is a stat I heard on ESPN, and um, what do you think their record is when he plays less than twenty five minutes? Torian Prince pl- plays less than twenty five minutes. I'll say it's eight and two, something seven like and zero, seven and zero. <laughs> See. So I thought it was funny you brought that up because George Sedano brought that up. And he said um, exactly what you did. When he goes over 25, they're horrible. Mm-hmm. And when he plays under 25, they're 7-0. and Like, they were they were kind of criticizing him to an extent. Like, why are we noticing these stats and you're, and you're not? You know what I mean? But, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's a weird situation where – you mentioned the players on the Lakers team. They're solid players, but they're just there's a sense within Lakers Twitter's too within Laker Twitter Laker fandom that they they're just not being utilized correctly lineup wise. And you've been harping on that for forever. Like even back to the vocal vocal days, the Lakers coaches haven't been utilizing the talent around them correctly because we were all as Laker fans 
very hyped going into the season because of the surrounding talent. Yes, he did have a Gabe Vincent injured. He had, he had a Jared Vanderbilt injured to start the season, but we had a relatively deep team. But even though you know their uh, analytics Twitter uh, for the Lakers did kind of did view their their plays to be better this season, that Ham is utilizing them a little bit better analytics wise, uh, play wise. It's just that the lineups have been god awful. So. As far as the fire ham train, I'm kind of there. I've been kind of there the last couple couple weeks. Maybe hand it over to you know Phil Handy, who the players well, seem well, to have a repertoire with. That, no, but that's the thing, and and that you were saying this in the beginning. You were saying who? The thing about Phil Handy, everyone's hearing Phil Handy. Phil Handy isn't even the seat next to that head coach. He's so far along the line from being a head coach that it's not. They're saying not possible. As much as he has a good relationship with the players. So who? There's if no one out there, right? Like they're stuck. The Lakers are just stuck. Well, you're not going to get a big name. It's like I, I'm saying Phil Handy because the Lake, the he's a players players guy. You can see that's all the players go to him. Like if you saw some some of those, um, why not um, the guy that's an assistant? Like yeah, Chris Gent. Chris Gent is the offensive coordinator for the Lakers. That that taller white guy with yeah, glasses. Yeah. That's the if you're going to bring someone in and be the head coach, it might be just be that guy. With um, Phil Handy maybe being your number two assistant, or number number one assistant. So if you're gonna get rid of Ham, and then maybe, just maybe, you have those assistants that the players could kind of go uh, not build around, but have faith in, because you're not seeing any of the players posting, "Oh, Darvin Ham, I love Darvin Ham," or you have LeBron James yeah. um, praising other coaches and not Darvin Ham, oh, yeah. or he, you oh, see yeah. all those weird side eye things about LeBron looking at plays he's running, it's like looking at him in disgust. So to have the, not the buy-in from the players that Darvin Ham could be a good coach, that's not a, not good for potentially winning. So to, to maybe getting, getting getting rid of him is get, is like getting rid of Westbrook this season, right? Like it was like, oh, we have to get, once we get rid of Westbrook, then everything will kind of fall into place, and it did last season. Let's have some fun with this, though. Where okay. would AD, where 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 can AD and LeBron go and they can compete and who has enough assets to trade for those guys? They'll give us enough. I'm assuming there's a lot of draft picks involved, right? Oh uh, yeah, like it, uh, that's what I was saying earlier this season too. You're not going to get Lakers, much, though, if the Lakers went south, like yeah. super south. The team that has a million draft picks and could use a center, power forward center hybrid combo. Imagine Anthony Davis on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Would that team be the the contending team to win a championship? Is that, that why they just traded Stephen Adams? I mean, no, no. Memphis traded Stephen Adams. We'll oh, get there okay. later on. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you add Anthony Davis with Chet Holmgren, with J Dub, with SGA. Well, isn't it going to be a package far. where LeBron and AD go to the same team, or are they going to different teams? Well, I mean, if you're the Laker, like we better get we better get back like a. J Dub and Chet and a million picks, so it would just be SGA, LeBron, and thing. Yeah, but no, um, I don't think they deal them together, honestly. But if you were to deal them together, it'd be something like that, where we'd be getting back like everyone from Oklahoma City Thunder and like ten picks, and then you just have SGA, AD, and LeBron. But I, I mean, I, but they but then you're going to Oklahoma City and you're so you're sending two All Star level players to Oklahoma City. I don't think they'd willingly go because they would just opt out at the end of the season. The thing is, look at Anthony Davis. My father-in-law pointed this out yesterday. This guy's dressed like he's a fashion model going to Fashion Week in freaking Italy. 
if you look at Anthony Davis from when he came into the NBA, you know, and a lot of it has to do with, I think, his wife, who he's just got married. He's turned into this fashion diva. Like, he's not going to go to a small market. I, I just think he's, he, he just wouldn't do it. I don't think his wife would do it. I, I don't see that happening. I, with LeBron, I mean, I could, sure. You know, it doesn't matter where he goes, but I don't see Anthony Davis going to a small market. Yeah, it's like, New York, right? New York. He would do great in New York. Yeah. I want to send him to New York, send him to New York. Yeah. Or like you trade him to the Nets and then get a bunch of their guys. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, young, a lot of young talent. I mean, Chicago, yeah. send him back home, dude. Yeah. You get sure Caruso, you get there. like, yeah, get, get expiring. Chicago. Chicago. That's who it is. Yeah. But the, I would need at least like it, it's, it's with Anthony Davis and I, I'm hearing you're like not gonna, Matt, they can opt out at the end of the season. So what, what are you going to get for half a season? Like, how Let many me after- look up Anthony Davis's contract really quick. Cause he been saying he can opt out at the end of the season. I, I'm not sure about that. I, I, they were talking about it on ESPN yesterday. I could be wrong. Just double check. Okay. So Anthony Davis's contract, he is, he can opt out as of 2027-2028. So he's here guaranteed for the next four years. Start, including this season. So right now he's at 40 this season, then 48 the following season, and then he's at 54 and 58 with a player option at 62.9 million in 2027-2028 season. So that's not necessarily correct as far as he can opt out. So you kind of have to find a team that's willing okay. to take Anthony Davis you know, into his early 40s. That's why I want like a billion picks back. That's why I've, I look at a team like, Oklahoma City, who has a billion picks, who could use a center, and that's the team I'm looking for. If you're willing to go, ever having fun here, and we're looking for a team that can go to, like Chicago. I don't know if they have all those picks. I know Oklahoma City does. So, but like, okay, let 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 let's kind of switch over to gears to LeBron James. LeBron James, he's nearing 40 years old. Like a lot of people are throwing around like different options, like my like the Miami Heat, and where he's been to, or even like. Philadelphia to pair he, up with Embiid, he, which we'll get to in a second because Embiid too. He yeah. would tarnish his reputation. He can't. He can only go back to Cleveland. The Cle- well, Cleveland. If you're Cleveland, do you give up Donovan Mitchell? Like I think Tam put this in their in our chat last night for the LeBron James because I don't think. Well, let me look up Donovan Mitchell's contract too. Maybe he could go to Miami because he could also spin it back like I'm back to Miami to finish where I wanted to, you know. But I, if he goes to another team, it's not a good luck. Well, that's the thing. Well, if he's traded to another team, like would the Lakers trade him as opposed to him just walking next year? I think know, like to get something out of him. Like I saw a weird tweet, a, a weird trade request by Nick Wright on Fox Sports. Um he wanted LeBron James for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson from the Heat. How does that sound to you? Two white guys coming to play with Austin. <laughs> I I think Tyler Hero's done much better this year than when he kind of started to suck after he got paid. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sold on Duncan Robinson. No. I, I don't... I mean... I, I would think about it because I think the potential for Tyler Hero is there, um, and he's very young. I just don't 
see the necessity for Duncan Robinson, really. It's really just to get the contracts because LeBron is making and closer to 50 million this season. So it's really just kind of throwing in there just as another three point person, but honestly, just to match contracts because you're not going to, we're not going to get Jimmy Butler or would you get Jimmy Butler? I don't know. Uh, or, or, or Bam Adebayo. They're not going to trade those guys. I feel um, like we're missing that number one guy. We have a bunch of number two guys. So I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's fun to talk about, but when it gets down to it, are we really going to trade Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James? So it, it, it's it's fun. If it does happen, we'll discuss it. But, you know, we're, we're just having fun here. We're not trying to – we're not breaking any news here. It's just, it's just, it's just talks, guys. So, um, so LeBron's cryptic tweak, like you said, trade deadline coming up next Friday, forcing them to make a trade. We'll see what that means. Maybe it was just something else and, you know – how how Christian would treat it LOL after they announced the starting lineups against the against the Hawks, but he said it wasn't because Jackson Hayes was starting. But again, subtweeting and tweeting is crazy. Christian Wood's always been a locker room issue, and that was the concern when he came to the Lakers. Yeah. And looking at the minutes, he's still an issue. Because yeah. this guy has mad potential, but uh, you know. And and it could be a ham thing, because not many players like him. Yeah, no, it's it's like you you've been wanting to get rid of him for a while. I was a little bit more patient, especially with all the tactical stuff that was going right. But I think with the player side of it, it's just he's lost it. There, yeah, it's like a Milwaukee situation. Like you just get rid of the cancer, get get rid of him. Why get rid of the cancer? But Milwaukee's also zero and two since they got Doc Rivers. So it was Doc Rivers. The answer is is really just be more patient because you have a new coach, but. He's only he, he they lost well, the to Lakers the Lakers were the, let's talk about the Clippers that were like oh and seven you know it it's it, new players new right. coaches give yeah. them give them a, give them a week or two man okay just saying he's going to all right let's move on a little bit um, last Friday Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks dropped a career and season high seventy three points in a win against the Hawks while Devin Booker scored 62 on the same day in the loss to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Tyrese Maxey scored 51 on, uh, yesterday against the Jazz. We had that eruption last week with Joel Embiid, with Carl Anthony Towns doing pretty much the same thing Doncic and, and uh, Booker did last Friday. So this scoring is insane. You know, Kudos to Luka Doncic to getting the 73 points. He honestly could have had 80. I think he, I watched the end that fourth quarter of that game and he was gassed beyond belief to get the 73 kudos to Luka Doncic. But also, you know, it kind of shows you the, the level of fitness that Kobe has to get to that 81. Um, with the recent offensive explosions, there was national talk, including, you know, Tony favorite Stephen A. Smith saying that all this scoring is bad for the NBA. Would you like to see the NBA try to do something about it, about the high scoring, or do you kind of just like it and like it how it is? I think the NBA goes through phases, Matt. And there's 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 periods with great defense, and there's periods with big guys that dominate, and there's periods with guards dominate. And uh, you know, I feel like yeah, you can say defensive has been getting worse. Defensively, the NBA is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. But that's not the. I mean. Yeah, it's an NBA problem. Stop calling so many ticky tack fouls. Easy fix. Easy yeah. fix. Yeah, the, the 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 refereeing has been pretty soft. I have to agree. The past the past ten years, because we've seen this offensive um, boom happen. You know, ever since that war that that um, 
Houston Rockets team played a little more analytical and was just shooting the ball interior or shooting threes. And it seems like the league has just transitioned to that. Mostly just interior like layups or three pointers. With also, if you're going to go to get a three point, if you're going to drive to the rim, then you're going to get fouled because the referees are trying to favor more offensive players than defensive players. So for sure. So outside of the the refs, you know, being less, you know, swallowing the whistles more when players get to the to the cup. Is there any other any other things you would kind of fix there with as far as the the scoring, or do you like it where it is right now? I think it's all on the team. Also, I mean, the refs play a role in it, but like. You can be a defensive team if that's what you choose, or you can be an offensive team. It seems like more and more teams choose offense because the end of the day, better offense beats good defense. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, better, better defense beats good offense. Like you can go either way. But I think with all the with all the height of the new players and athletic ability. There's some cases where you're just going to say they're going to get theirs. Let's focus on getting ours. Um, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of offense versus defense. No, you're right. I, I completely agree with you. Like, you'd rather score and let's try to outscore them rather than try to stop them. Um, that's that, that's kind of the mentality I've been seeing also, too, with the league. So is it entertaining? Yes. But do you want to see some defense, too? Maybe a little, like, like you had mentioned, just let's let's swallow some of the whistles as they're going inside. Um, the trade deadline's coming up next Thursday, and there was a minor trade that happened last night. Uh, Steven Adams was traded from the Grizzlies to the Rockets in exchange for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. What are your thoughts about this deal, Gons? Where's Adams going? Adams is going to Houston. So he's going to be once he gets back next season because he's injured all of this season. He's going to be that that center that, that centerpiece next to Shangun. So Shangun isn't you know just exclusively. Yeah, no, I think it's great yeah. for the Rockets. I think you're going to get some veteran leadership there, and Stephen Adams can still play, especially sitting out this whole year. Um, I don't know if Oladipo has anything left, or if it was just for the picks. I was shocked Oladipo was still in the league. I thought he, <laughs> I thought he had retired. So they say, oh, Victor Oladipo. Oh, I didn't realize he was on the Rockets. He's only, he's only 31, but I think so many injuries have plagued him. So I think it was good for both teams, man. I think what you get, I mean, three picks is a lot to give up for Adams. I don't know if I would have done it. Yeah, Steven Adams, though, it just sucks because when he got injured, him, Brent, that whole Memphis Grizzlies team was, was on to so, like. That, that's how Russell Westbrook did so well over those years because he had a, a guy like a, a bruiser like Steven Adams protecting him and setting these really great screens for him. And that's how John Morant did well um, earlier last season because he had Steven Adams setting these bone, back-breaking picks for him. And he had Steven Adams defending the rim uh, that right next to uh, Triple J. Now you have Steven Adams you know, defending the room with Shangun there as well. So like you said, great pickup for the Rockets. It just sucks because we couldn't see the Grizzlies team that we saw earlier last season that worked their, that worked themselves to that number two seed because Steven Adams got injured. We didn't really see that full team come back because he had the John Morant stuff and the Brandon Clark stuff. It's It sucks because that Grizzlies team was molded into something good. I think they got rid of them because they, there's an extension coming up. I believe it's for... I think Triple J. So you have to pay John Morant, Triple J, and Desmond Bain, and you're not going to have enough money to pay 
to pay um, Steven Adams. So I think as a more of a salary dump more than anything else, because yeah, it's, those three guys are going to cost a lot. And Memphis isn't a New York or an LA. So they're not going to go over the tax or over the luxury tax to pay players like that. So good on the Rockets to pick up a guy like Steven Adams. Like you said, um, Good, good for them. We'll hopefully have some more trades to report on after the trade deadline next Thursday. Um, let's get into uh, the all-star reserves that were announced yesterday. In the West, you have Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. In the East, you have Bam Adebayo, Paulo Bancaro, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, and Julius Randle. So before let's start in the East first because uh, Joel Embiid's going to go out and also is is out because of injury. So most likely he's not going to play. And then they just announced Julius Randle is out for two to three weeks with that shoulder injury. So we'll talk about snubs here as, as well. So let's keep that in mind when we talk about snubs. Like most likely two of them are going to get in. So let's start with the East Gons. Who who do you think were, were the biggest snubs out East? Um, I only have mine for the West. Uh, well, there's one clear one from the West. It's well, not- let's get to, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the West in a second. But as far as the East goes, like I, in my list, I have Porzingis. Um, Derek White, Trey Young, Scotty Barnes, Jimmy Butler. I was looking at Derek White, but then he's right. only averaging 15 points per game. Is that right? Well, it's like it's it's not much about his points or even his his counting stats. He's such an intangible, he's such a great defender. He does all the small stuff that you really he's not going to be the one to average like a Trey Young, 27 points, 10, 10 assists. Like and he didn't make the all-star team. Right. So the, 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 the reserves are voted on by the by, by the coaches. So that's what I'm saying. Like like Derek White, he's he, the reason he's being talked about is because he's not necessarily getting the counting stats. Is that he's a good role player? No, absolutely. I mean, come on, J- Jalen Brown needs to be there. Jalen Brunson needs to be there. Donovan Mitchell needs to be there. I I don't have any Tyrese Maxey. I feel like needs to be there. I, I maybe Paulo Bonjero. I know he's killing it, but I mean, how much is he killing it? Is he? I I don't. Again, I don't watch many games in for Miami. He's on Miami, right? And Wait, who? Paulo Banchero. Oh no, that's the Magic. The Magic, yes. Sorry, Florida, wrong Florida team. But I mean, I I haven't seen him play to be honest. So All I right. mean, I can look up his stats, but no, we're we're good. So as far as replacements, I think you're going to see a Porzingis and Trey Young kind of take over for those two players out east. Now let's go west. There's a like after looking at all these reports, like you said, like there wasn't much out east, but in the west, I see, I read some reports there were up to nine, or a full ten players that were potentially snubbed out out west. So who who do you think that who who do you think was snubbed out west, Gons? Darren Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's for me. I think he needs to be there hundred yep. percent, even if it's over Steph Curry. I think, in fact, over Steph Curry, he needs to be. He needs to be there. Um, I'm looking at the Russ. Who do you got besides? It's like his teammate Sabonis. I think he was tops in rebounding and tops in another. But over Carl Anthony Towns, yes, he wants to reward the Timberwolves for being one of the best teams out west and have two All Stars in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. But 
I think Sabonis should have gotten in over over Carl Anthony Towns. Like even the other potential snubs at West, I saw Rudy Gobert, Laurie Markkinen, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray, who's never been an All Star. Crazy that he's never been an All Star. Alpreen Shangun from the Rockets. Like we talked about Fox and Sabonis. Victor Wembanyama, maybe. Yeah, then, uh, I thought Wemby would have made it. I was kind of surprised. And then one person that I think, I think you would get in there is James Harden for what he's done for the Clippers. Do you think James Harden should have? Dude, this is yeah. probably is. Wait, wait a minute. Is Paul George not? Oh, he made it. Paul George yeah. made it. James Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard needs to be there. He's mm-hmm. one of the best basketball players in the NBA right now. Yeah. I, I think Paul George could have been put out and Harden could have been put in. I think that would have been a fair and then someone else could have came in and took another spot. But yeah, I like Harden versus George. Even though George has been getting more points, Harden's been doing more in terms of assists and stuff for the team. So yeah, I think that could have been another stub. But De'Aaron Fox, 100%. I, I don't understand why Curry's in there. Why did they? I mean, why did they not want Steph Curry in the All Star game? Come on. No, but I mean, like he struggled. Like he doesn't deserve to make it. Look at his stats compared to De'Aaron Fox's stats. It's Steph Curry is the only reason they have some wins this season. Like Clay Thompson's fell off. We saw what happened to Draymond. He's really just the only. Like, and then uh, Wiggins hasn't been doing well this season. Right, yes, close. he had an emerging coming up, but Steph Curry is the only one. Like, no, if anything, right. if for, for for me, the biggest nub is a bonus for Carl Anthony Towns, but that's just me. Like, I know you like De'Aaron Fax and, you know, good for the beam, but they're not going to get rid of Steph Curry, Devin Booker, nor Anthony Edwards. Like, Paul George is in made, another maybe. Like you said, Kawhi Leonard deserves to be there, and I completely agree. So between Paul George and Carl Anthony Towns, maybe then you slide in the Kings guys. Or Laurie Markkinen, he's done well for a surging uh, Utah Jazz team. Or even Rudy Gobert, who's the anchor of their of that of that team. But yeah, I mean, there's also discussion of like JJ Redick has brought this up. I really haven't seen this from anyone else. Um, the teams are still just five plus seven, so it's twelve players. Like sh- because team rosters go to fifteen, should there be fifteen players on a roster for the All Star game, or is twelve good for you? I don't like the additional players because it's not fun to watch so many players go in and out of the game. I mean, part of the fun of watching the All-Star game is watching your favorite players. I do think they should have a a separate game. Um, You know, like they have an all-NBA team and then the second all-NBA team. I think they they should have two games. In fact, I think they should have a tournament. I think they should have four teams and make it into a tournament. It'd be huge from... For them, money-wise, network-wise, ratings-wise, and you turn it into a tournament, I think that's what you should do. So my vote is four teams, and then the winning teams play in the ultimate tournament, and you put some grand gesture prize that makes them play so it's not a lob contest and a circus the whole time. And I think that's what the NBA needs to do, my personal opinion. If the NBA is listening or anyone representing the NBA is listening, listen to the Gons. This is maybe your one of your best ideas you've ever had. Expect have more teams. Let's have, let's make this more fun. Maybe do two two fifteen minute or two fifteen minute halves as opposed to a full game. Four yeah. teams. I like it. I mean, we've seen the in season tournament. People like tournaments. So let's do something like that. I like it, Gons. Really like that idea. Love that. Yeah, idea. I mean, they have the whole weekend. They could literally play 
They could play Friday and then come back and play the final game Sunday. And then Saturday you have your you have your activities, your dunk contest, your three point contest. So um because right now I think Friday they just have I think the is it it was the United Nations versus USA or is it the rookie versus sophomores? I don't even know. Yeah, no, they yeah, they're still doing that. The rookie They're trying to game, figure out what to do for Friday the celebrity night. game. But yeah. They haven't yeah, figured they... it out yet. So Friday night, all four teams play. Saturday the festivities. Sunday the closing championship game. Again, you gotta add some sort of prize or something more that the players will play for. But I think just making it a four team tournament is gonna make it competitive by itself. Yeah, I like that idea, especially since you can get more players in there because there's a lot of deserving players. Dude, it's uh, four teams worth of players, but I'm not saying four teams worth of 12 people on each team. No, like eight, eight tops, seven, six, seven, eight tops. Yeah, 100%. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, Before I leave today, I have a game for you, Gons. Yay. I have a game. I have a Gons game for you. Now, there are 10 father-son duos that have played against LeBron James. Currently, uh, yeah. So, if for example, I'll name one of them. He played against Gary Trent, and also Gary Trent Jr. So that's where I'm getting at. So uh, there, there are ten pairings. Name, give me at least two of them. I'm gonna off the top the, of he, my head. He played against uh, the father and played against the son. LeBron and Dell. Le- Dell, he did not play against Dell Curry. No. Dang. Okay. Steph Curry. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> dude i remember one because i remember a kid coming in like last year and saying you played against my dad mm-hmm. um and it was on tv yep um One, like, another father and do they have the same name, just one is one, one is two. Like, what, it's this person, and then the name, and then just two on the end of it. It's not even Junior. Glenn Robinson? That's that's actually one of them. Glenn, Big Dog Robinson, and Glenn Robinson the third is one of those. Give me one more, Gons, and I'll name the rest. Oh, for sure he played against Kenyon Martin. Yep, and, Kenny and, Martin and, and, and KJ Martin. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah yep. for sure. Okay. Yep, that's Let's another do one. Do you want to keep going or do you want to give you the no, rest? I, um... One of them. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Did he play against Gary Payton or is that too Yeah, old? that's right. Gary Payton, the, Gary Payton, Gary Payton the second. That's what I was trying to get to earlier. It's a Gary Payton. That's probably all I can think of, dude. <clears throat> okay. So the other was Rick Brunson and Jalen Brunson. Uh, Jabari Smith and Jabari Smith Jr. was the one you were thinking about before. Jabari Smith was on that Kings team when the late when LeBron debuted against the Kings in Sacramento in um, this first game. Adrian Griffin, who was just fired as the Milwaukee Bucks coach, and AJ Griffin, uh, Jawan Howard and Jet Howard, uh, Samaki Walker and Jabari Wait, is, Walker. So is Jet Howard already in the NBA? Yeah, he's on. He's in Orlando. He's supposed to be pretty good. Have you? Have you, I... you, you liked him pre-draft, so. He's in Orlando right now. Uh, and then Dale Davis and Trace Jackson Davis, um, who I didn't realize that was Dale Davis' son, the center, the rookie center on the Golden State Warriors. That's Dale Davis' son, Trace, Dax- Trace Jackson Davis. So LeBron James will ne- probably ever never. Well, actually, I can't say we'll never see this again because, you know, with him being the example of all these young players, 
you know, with a level of fitness. We might see another player play 20, 25 years. So good on LeBron James for lasting that long. Um, kudos to him. Um, Gons, is there anything you want to add before we leave today? No, man. Any good games tonight? What's going on? Give me a bet. Let's see what we got. Let's go over the odds. Unless there's like a million games. Let's not worry about it, but let's see. Oh, there's a lot of games. Okay, let's see. Clippers t- Pistons. Clippers minus 11 and a half. Yep. I don't touch it. Too high of a spread. Heat Wizards. Miami minus eight and a half. Oh, the Suns at the Hawks. Suns minus three and a half. The Suns have been playing pretty pretty well recently. The Hawks have been playing okay. They played like the Lakers great, but they surrendered 73 last Friday against Luka Doncic. Do you see maybe Durant or Booker getting 60 against them? I don't know. Is that a good bet for you? The Suns minus three and a half in Atlanta? That's one I highlight that one. I definitely highlight that one. Okay. Kings Pacers sack minus three and a half. I am not touching that one. Raptors Rockets. Houston minus four and a half. I might highlight that one and come back to it because it's at Houston. Warriors Grizzlies eight and a half. I think is a little bit high for the the Warriors. They're unstable. Magic Timberwolves Minnesota seven and a half. I'm not touching that one. Hornets Thunder not touching that one. Pelicans Spurs. I might mess with that one. So I guess those are the three that I would highlight. But I like your Suns pick. You know. So who do you got? The Suns, Suns minus three and a half. What else do you got? Suns minus three and a half. And I'm also gonna take um the Rockets minus four and a half against the Raptors at okay. home in Houston. Okay. And if I was to make a third pick, I would take the Pelicans, even though the Blazers No, I would take the Pelicans. I would take the Pelicans to cover the eight and a half. But that's right. my third least favorite option. All right, so that's the Suns, the Rockets, and the Pelicans tonight. If you're going to make some bets, that's your Gons bets of the week. Uh, next week is the trade deadline. This can be really crazy. Maybe the Lakers don't have LeBron James next season. By, by the time we talk again, next imagine, time. imagine. Oh my God, sports media is going to be going nuts. Yeah, but then it's it's just funny because it's two, it's three days before the Super Bowl. Like like I heard, move the trade deadline a week after the Super Bowl. Then you have that whole week. But this week is just we're prepping for the Super Bowl. Hey, is this Patrick be Mahomes sure. going to be this the best of all time? I don't know. Shots fired, Matt. They fired shots by putting all these games on during Christmas and the holidays that they never do this last year. The NBA is going to say, oh, Super Bowl? Okay, hold my beer and come out with some trades. Yeah, but it's it's the Super Bowl compared to the NBA trade deadline. Dude, like, LeBron gets trade. People are going to be talking about that as much as, as, much as the Super Bowl. Um I don't know. We'll see. But all right. So a week before it starts, Gons, who do you have? It's the Niners versus the versus my Kansas City Chiefs. I believe the the Niners are favored currently by two and a half points. I cannot before, go before you do your research. Before we, this I'm not even going to do week. research. I'll tell you right now. All right, go ahead. I'm cannot go for the Niners as a Rams fan. It is. I cannot do that. Um, I'm. I. I can't. So. I am ordering a jersey for my son and for me to wear. I just don't know which one to get. I don't want to be a Mahomes. I don't want a Mahomes. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of Kelsey. I, I I don't know who else I would probably get, but um, yeah, no, I'm going for the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. I I think the Niners have just they've gotten luck. I mean, dude, yes, you pulled it off, 
but I think it was more of a choke job than the Niners picking it up. And the games prior to they almost lost, where Kansas City's kind of been winning convincingly. Up, you know, one of the games not so much. So, as much as I thought Kansas City wouldn't win this year because they looked a little off, I think right now at this point at where San Francisco is, I, Kansas City's going to win. It'll be close though. I'll say that maybe they'll win by seven, maybe by ten, but. I do think Kansas City is going to win this. There you go. We got the Gons backing right there. Love to see that. So it'll be crazy next Friday, Gons. We'll we'll, we'll see you then. All right, man. Later. Later. And that'll be it for us today. We recorded a little bit longer than we wanted to, so I'll keep this outro short. Again, like I said, crazy week upcoming. Super Bowl week. Trade deadline stuff. I might post some stuff on some on the IG, Instagram, maybe some stuff on TikTok. We'll see. But let's keep this brief. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. We'll see you next week.